0: Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 224, another Biz Tip Friday. Today, we're going to talk systems. But I want to actually—I want you to ask yourself a question. I almost want to have you do an audit of the systems that you're using in your business. And here's the question I want you to ask yourself: Is what you're teaching people facilitating a sales mindset or a service mindset? See, the topic for this uh, episode actually came as as an idea for a coaching session that we did inside of our next level leadership program. So, in LLA, our our core program, Legacy Leadership Academy we teach you how to create systems. And we do that through a unique framework that if you've been following this podcast, you hear me talk about all the time. It's called Love, Serve, Grow. So Love, Serve, Grow literally becomes the filter from which we look at everything in our business. And systems are a really interesting thing because systems are really how we teach and train people the right way to approach their business. We teach them how to think about their business. And inside of LLA, we actually teach you how to create systems from the mindset of love and service instead of what most people do, which is just sales. Now, in next-level leadership, we take it to the next step. And we actually, one of the biggest things I do in there for our members is I review the systems that they create. And the probably the number one system that we we review on, because it's the arguably the most important system in your business is onboarding. And I was doing a systems review. We do these several times a month that all of our members can join and and watch and listen and learn. I was doing a systems review around onboarding and I noticed something really quickly that although this particular person had executed the system perfectly in terms of like the documents and the structure and, and the flow, what I noticed was missing right away was there were three really key things. I'm going to share these three things with you today. But these three things really were the difference between sales and service. And what I pointed out to this particular person is that your onboarding system, whether you realize it or not, what it's actually teaching people how to do is become a salesperson. And part of that was because of the language that that they were using and what they were teaching people to do and say. But there was also a couple of missing ingredients that are really critical. So today I'm going to share with you the three things that when you think of your onboarding system, which is really your, your training system for new consultants or recruits, I'm going to share with you three things that I want you to take a look at your system and see if you're missing these things and making these mistakes. So the first thing is this. Are you teaching people or are you leading them when they first join your team? So here's probably one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is when it comes to onboarding, their system goes the minute somebody joins, they immediately go into all the steps and things that they have to do in order to start taking action to create results. And when I was taking a look at this particular person's onboarding documents, we actually teach you how to create these documents, these tools that you can use to help with onboarding. What I noticed right away is when I looked at their document, they went right into teaching. So they immediately said, okay, here's what we do. Here's the goals. Here's what we say. But there was something missing. See, if we think about the difference between sales and service, what's one of the biggest differences? Well, people that have a service mindset, they don't think of themselves as a salesperson. They think of themselves as a paid problem solver. So in that understanding, when you're presenting what you do to people, you have to understand that that person that just joined your team, they didn't join your team because they were looking to start a business. They joined your team because they thought your business could provide a solution to a problem that they have in their life. Now, That they may not even been conscious of that. It may not have been a conscious decision, but you can better you better believe that it's there on some level, and it's your job to figure that out. So here's what I pointed out to this person. I said, listen, before we get right into the steps, here's what we need to do. The first thing you have on your document needs to basically lead somebody to make sure they're having this kind of a conversation. Why are you here? What is the problem? that you have in your life right now that you are looking to solve. See, if you don't build it into your system, you can almost guarantee most people are not going to have that conversation with people. See, something as simple as having the first thing on your document speak to problems and solutions and having some blank spaces that require somebody to at least acknowledge that conversation before they get into the steps of the process is huge. See, because here's the difference between leading and teaching. People that teach, the minute someone joins, they just go right into the steps. And this is the reason why you're struggling to motivate people and get them to take action. Because somebody needs to buy into why, why they do what you're going to teach them before they see how to do it. So essentially, the difference between leading is this. Get somebody to understand that literally what I'm about to show you is a blueprint to you solving one of the most pressing problems in your life. And I'm going to take a moment to get you genuinely excited about what your life could look like and how you're going to feel and how things could be different or better when that problem is solved. So before I get into the steps, I'm literally going to say, I want you to remember everything I'm about to show you, it is the solution to that problem. This is going to get you your time back. This is going to give you a greater sense of purpose in your life. This is going to give you more confidence. This is going to give you more financial peace in your life. This is going to help you bring your husband home from work. This is going to help you be able to spend more time with your kids. That's what I'm about to teach you right here. And we take some time to figure that out in the beginning. Because we need to start making that connection right away. See, because if we can see if they're looking at their business just from a sales perspective, what do you think they're going to go talk to other people about? They're just going to sell them on the money and the features and the benefits and how great things are. But that's not why people buy. See, if you can get them to truly looking at their own business as a vehicle to help them solve problems, what do you think then they're going to talk about with other people? Problems and solutions. That's service. That's what really makes people successful. So the first thing is this. Are you going right into teaching or are you leading them? Build that into that service mindset into the beginning of your onboarding process. Here's the second thing I want you to look at. What language are you using? Language is such an important part of training and of psychology because the words you use will literally reinforce the core identity and the beliefs that someone has. And as I was looking at this person's document, it right away, what jumped out at me is there was just a bunch of sales terminology there. So there was literally a slide that was like an, it was an expectation slide. And there were four key bullet points. And one of the bullet points was, you know, that prepare for people that are negative. There's going to be people that are not going to support your business. Just know that that's part of the journey. And I was like, okay, I get it. That's a good thing to do, right? We used to call that the rejection rocket, right? They're, one of their close family members or friends tells them, no, it won't work. And then it's like, boom, their business explodes. So I got that part. But then there was some other curious things on there. And one of them was best comp plan. And I was like, okay, all right. That's all right. Well, that's interesting. And then the next one was something around you know, car bonuses and commission or it, it was basically just selling like the benefits of the comp plan, getting into the details. And I said, Can I can I ask you a question here? I go let me first off, not for nothing, let me ask you a question. How can you claim best comp plan anyway? Like by whose measure? Have you literally studied every single compensation plan out there? And they're like, Well, you know, the reason why I'm saying that is because like I know there's a lot of people that are negative to network marketing and I know they're gonna have people say that they can't do it. Oh, the other one was like billion dollar company, so many customers, and I just want to build some credibility and I want people to be confident that like if somebody tells you it's a scam, that it's actually not, that it's really good. And I was like, Okay, I get that. But here's what I want you to understand. First and foremost, don't have something in there you don't know isn't true because you have no way of knowing if you have the best comp plan. And also, not for nothing, people don't join for comp plans. If you're a seasoned network marketer and you, you may join a company because of a compensation plan, but you want to know what? Most people that are joining this profession for the first time, they don't understand how they make money anyway. So best comp plan, there's no value in that to them. But not for nothing, if you're reinforcing to me, we have the best comp plan, what do you think I'm going to go out and say? I'm going to talk about my comp plan and the bonuses and the cars and the comp, that's selling. That's a sales mindset. I said, look, how powerful would it be instead of you saying best comp plan, what if you said this? Remember, you are not a salesperson. You are a paid problem solver. And not everybody in the world is going to have a problem that you can solve, but that shouldn't stop you from sharing your gift with the people that you know. Because at the end of the day, that's what you really have. You have a gift to offer people in the way of your products and business. What if you had that on there? I said, don't you think that would maybe get them to start thinking differently? See, we have to use every single point of training, every document, every tool, every video. We should be reinforcing language that creates the identity we want. Look, network marketing is not a sales business. You can make money selling. Some of you make a good bit of money, but here's the deal. You'll never build a business that way. You'll never have true financial, and fr- true financial and time freedom selling and teaching other people how to sell. You'll have a high-paying job that requires you to show up every single day and hold people's hands and work really hard to just recreate what you've already done. That's not freedom. See, network marketing, if you want freedom, comes only from service. So we have to start looking at literally what How are we presenting what we do to people and what kind of a mindset and identity are we reinforcing? I want somebody feeling inspired, like, yes, I'm not a salesperson because you want to know what? Most of them don't think of themselves as salespeople. So if you keep ramming sales terms, sales strategy, sales training, guess what's going to happen? They're going to start creating an internal resistance around success because they will be like, I don't know if I can do this because I don't think I'm good at sales. But if everything you're doing is reinforcing service, paid problem solver, sharing your gift, help others, transformation business that creates a much different feeling for them. They feel kind of inspired to go out and help people, right? So we need to do that. So take a look at the language. Here's the third and here's the final one. What are the scripts that you're giving people? What are you teaching them to go do and say? Because this was the other thing that jumped out. I looked at the scripts that were on there and it was like, you know, it was directly talking about I'm with this company. I market this product, and here's why we're so great: we have this ingredient, we have this thing. It was leading completely with selling features, benefits, facts, and figures. And and now listen, this wasn't a completely unintentional thing, because like this is one of our next level students. So this is somebody that's been through the the process with us, and I know they know Love Serve Grow, and I know that they're operating from service. But what was an oversight for them? is they never even paid attention to arguably one of the most important parts of their business, which is what are we doing and saying to new people when they join? And I said, maybe, just maybe, this is part of the reason why your team is struggling to grow. Because you're reinforcing the wrong identity and you're teaching them the wrong thing. See, here's the truth. People don't buy products. They buy solutions to problems. They don't buy your skincare because it has beeswax, and that's better than the other ingredients. They buy your skincare because it's going to be a more effective means of them having their skin look better so they can have more self-confidence and belief in themselves and feel better, right? So that they can, as my wife, you know, so conveniently pointed out to me, she just had some kind of face treatment. Done. Like how many, let me just ask, let me go on a little bit of a rant here. So, How many of you women are doing these things to yourself? You're doing these things to your face that Literally, you can't leave the house for a week. My, my wife came home. She did this chemical thing on her face. It was red for, a, she could literally couldn't even go outside for a week. I'm like, babe, I'm like, I love you and you do whatever you want to do. But like, you can't go outside for a week. And, but she's like, but, but I didn't get it. And I'm like, here's what she said to me. She goes, babe, you don't understand. Like, I'm just so excited. If this helps my skin, I'll be able to go out during the day without makeup. And I was like, oh, wow. And I I immediately thought about problem solving. I'm like, you want to know what? If somebody could be it could be good enough at this to say, look, how much easier would your life be if you could walk out of the house in the morning and not have to worry about putting makeup on? Do you know the amount of time that that would save you? Do you know how much more confident you would feel in your own skin to be able to do that? I'm like that like that's the thing. Like if I was, you know, if I was selling this chemical treatment, that would be the thing I would say. Hey, do you want to walk? You want to never have to worry about makeup, putting makeup on every day? Yeah. Okay. Sign me up. I'm in. I don't care what it takes. Right. But I was like, oh, it's so powerful. See, that's the thing problem solving. We have to remember. I don't even, why did he, why did he even bring that up? I don't even remember why I I'm totally, I'm totally off track right now. So I'm just seeing my wife's like red tomato face and that I looked at for the last week. <laughs> but anyway, you understand what I'm saying though. Let's take a look at the language. So here was the shift that I helped her make. I said, get all that other stuff out of there. Here's my company, here's my product, blah, 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 blah. I said, get it out of there. I said, what if that script was like, look, share with that person, look, I'm really excited about a product or a business because I've been struggling with this problem, and I'm looking for other people that I can help solve that have similar issues in their life. I'd love to share with you what I'm doing. Do you know anybody? I'm like, that is a service-based conversation. Let's, in everything we do, language, scripts, positioning. Let's talk to service. Let's reinforce a service mindset. People will be excited to go out and do that, but we have to, through our training, we have to constantly be reinforcing that because people will forget that it's about service. They'll think about sales. They'll start struggling when it comes to having those conversations. So your training systems are so important. So let's think about that. Let's do an audit. I challenge every one of you, get out all your documents. Get out the videos you're sharing with people and see how much you're reinforcing a sales mindset versus speaking to service and what's actually going to help them win. So that's my message to you today. I hope you get some value out of that. And uh, as always, thanks for being here. I will see you soon on the next episode.